Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Well, let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from ex's 41 who says, Am I the arsehole? Telling my boyfriend his exes shouldn't be living with him. My boyfriend, Bryce, 36 male, has a son, four, with his ex, Teresa, and a daughter, one, with his ex, Melody. All fake names, by the way. I don't really know either of the exes or the kids very well insisted on waiting until we were dating six months for me to meet his kids even though i told him i was fine meeting them earlier but it's whatever and i never really talked to melody or Teresa the few times i met them when we spend a night together we usually split it between my apartment and his house mostly at my apartment but if we're just casually hanging out it's usually at my place which i was fine with the times i was at his place were mostly just short visits or meeting up before heading out on a date a lot of the time I was there, either Teresa or Melody would be there with the kids and I was fine with it because I just assumed it was a custody thing and they were dropping off or picking them up. The problem is, last week we had a date that turned into me sleeping over at his place. The next morning I woke up before him and went into the kitchen to make us coffee. Both of the exes were with the kids, feeding them breakfast. I was pretty embarrassed as you can imagine so I made a joke about it being pretty early for a custody swap. Melody laughed awkwardly and Teresa just gave me a weird look, so I grabbed some coffee and went back to the bedroom until Bryce was ready to drive me home. When he was driving me back, I brought up how uncomfortable I was with his exes having access to his house like that, and that maybe he should take their keys back and have a talk with them about boundaries. He asked me what I was talking about, and I explained about both of them letting themselves into the house while we were in bed that morning. Then he dropped the bombshell that apparently both his exes and younger kids live there full time. They apparently just take the two little kids and his older two and go to Melody's apartment that she owns whenever I stay overnight, so we can have privacy. And the reason they were home that morning is because the little boy wasn't feeling good and wanted to come home. Of course, I'm pretty upset by this because I feel there's no reason for them to be living with my boyfriend. Both Teresa and Melody can afford their own places and Bryce can pay enough in child support for them to get nannies for the kids if they need to. I told Bryce this and he got upset and dropped me off at my apartment instead of coming in like he usually would. I don't think I'm in the wrong, but am I the arsehole? And in the comments, this report says, I'll never understand when people date parents and then want them to be worse parents to their kids, but A, you should have been upfront and honest about this instead of assuming you would know, and B, I'm suspecting you've actually walked in on a polygamy scheme slash cult. If you don't break up now, you'll be taking care of his third kid in the same home while he tells his next mark that you're just another one of his exes. Marianne says he has no intention of changing his living situation in any way. He's made that very clear. Are you willing to be number three living there? Seriously, that is what you are looking at. You really want to live like that. 
Porkfan says you're the asshole. Let me preface this by saying that you're absolutely entitled to your feelings, so I'm not judging you for that. That being said, while it's definitely an asshole move to not tell you something like this, you've only been dating a few months. If you're talking about living together, nothing in the post indicates this, then you'd get a saying who lives with both of you. The fact that this was the dynamic seemingly long before he met you and your discomfort shouldn't be more than uprooting his kids. Your comments lead me to believe that he's pretty good and a present dad, but you're going to have to be the one to decide if it's something you can live with and act accordingly as there's a very real chance if you make him choose, it won't be you. Muted Hour says, not the arsehole, I don't know if this is a popular opinion, but let me explain. If you're letting your exes and your two kids live with you full time and you're currently dating another person, you should, at the very least, let your new partner know. This affects both people, not just him. This means if you want to move in with him, will you be expected to live with his two exes? And if he moves in with you, will you be expected to let them move in too? This goes beyond simple jealousy and enters into legitimate problems with logistics, boundaries, and expectations from two people and two children you didn't know would be involved to that extent. It sounds like your relationship is still young. If you aren't overly attached, you need to decide if you can basically be in a four-person relationship because it sounds very strongly like that's what's coming if you stay. Inside Potato says everyone sucks here. He's an asshole for not being forthcoming about this. You're right to be upset, but you don't get to dictate his living situation. If you are not comfortable with it, express your discomfort, and if he doesn't want to change the situation on his own, then you need to leave. Also, as an FYI, him waiting for you to meet the kids isn't about your comfort. Any good parent is going to wait to introduce their kids. Six months is common coming from the single parents I know, and they all do it to protect their children. It's not about you, it's about the kids. The whole living situation is a giant red flag, but him waiting for you to meet the kids is the one good thing about this story. And one more comment from Careless League who says you're the arsehole. Okay, I'm not going to pretend that it isn't weird that he didn't tell you that they live there. That's actually super fucked up. However, you are not asking if you're the arsehole for being upset he didn't tell you. You asked if you're the arsehole for telling him exes shouldn't be living with him. And in that case, yeah, you're the arsehole. That is a family. A family with their own living arrangements and family dynamic. As weird as it may be, it's not up to you to decide how that dynamic should or shouldn't work. If that's what works for them and their children, then that's 100% their call to make, not yours. If you're not okay with that, then you absolutely have the option to walk away. However, you don't get to just dictate that they upend their entire lives because it makes you uncomfortable. Also, the making you wait six months to meet the kids is an extremely healthy and normal boundary to set with any partner that you date when you have children. So again, you have the right to be upset that he didn't tell you beforehand. However, you're walking into a family and you're going to have to either respect their family dynamic or walk away because it is definitely not up to you how that dynamic works. So OP did update the post and they said, update for anyone who's still interested. So the day after I posted here, I called Bryce and brought up what a lot of people in the first post had suggested, asking if the three of them were actually exes or if it was some weird poly situation. He swore they were just exes and offered for me to come over and talk to them, so I could ask them myself. I ended up going to his place because I wanted to talk to Teresa and Melody myself. So for everyone guessing that they are poly or it was a sister-wives thing, sorry to disappoint you, they are actually exes. Teresa actually has her own girlfriend she's seeing, as it turns out. I just straight up asked them why they, as exes, were living with him and not getting their own places. Apparently, him and Teresa were actually engaged for a while, but when she found out she was pregnant, she came out as lesbian and broke it off. 
Back ticked off her old-fashioned family, and her father demanded she either marry Bryce or let him and his wife adopt the baby and raise it as their own. Obviously, she refused, and according to her, her father started being verbally and physically abusive towards her. She was still living in the family home with him. She put up with it until their son was about two, and her dad started physically disciplining her little boy against her wishes, though she moved out. But her family was still harassing her about it, so Bryce offered to let her move into one of the unused rooms in his house to get further away from them. The whole Melody thing isn't as complicated. The two of them were just casual, friends with benefits situation when they had a birth control failure and decided to keep it. Melody was living on her own until late in her pregnancy, when she started having some problems that put her on bed rest and kept her from working or living alone like she planned. So they talked it out and decided it would be safest if she moved in until the baby was born and she could go back to her place full time. But then she had some more problems during the birth and complications after she got out of the hospital. So by the time she was healed enough to move out, the three of them were already used to their co-parenting routine. So she moved in completely and they all decided to raise the kids together as friends. Both of them were pretty calm throughout the whole talk. So I brought up how weird it was for exes to be living together and how both of them could get their own place. I even suggested how they could both move into Melody's apartment with the kids. But they both flipped out on me, with Teresa even calling me names and yelling at me. Instead of defending me, Bryce asked me to leave and walked me out to my car. He told me things weren't going to work out between us and we should see other people. I got upset and asked him to rethink things, but he just told me to leave. I tried calling and texting him, but he's not answering any of my messages and won't give me a chance to explain my side of things. And I don't think you're going to get an answer to any of your messages. I think this should be just chalked up to an experience and move on from it, basically. You're clearly very unhappy with the dynamic that's going on, and it doesn't sound like they're going to change it anytime soon, so... Like I said, I think it's just time to move on. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story from Am I the Arsehole subreddit and says, Am I the Arsehole for breaking up with my girlfriend after she rejected my proposal twice? Sierra and I have been dating for four years. I absolutely love her and felt like she was my soulmate. I knew I wanted to propose two years into dating but decided to wait one more year so that I could get in a better situation financially. Last year, I proposed. It was a private proposal on the beach where we went on our first date. She looked at me and said, I want to marry you, but not right now. She said she wasn't in the right space personally to get engaged and give her some time. That stung, but I was okay with it. After all, I put off proposing so I can be in a good position. It's only fair that I give her the chance. It's been a year since then and I decided to propose again. This time I asked our friends to help me set it up because I wanted to do something nicer. We orchestrated a nice dinner and a proposal in front of a nice fountain in the city's botanical garden. Everything was ready. Dinner went great and we went to the fountain. She saw the roses and everything and then I got down on one knee and asked her to marry me. She teared up and told me, not just yet. This stung really bad. I knew I wanted her in my life forever, but this is the second time she turned me down. I asked her why, and she told me the same thing as last year. I asked her if someone was holding her back, maybe family or friends, and she just said, I just want to make sure that this will work. This hurt me more than the two rejections. I told her if after four years she isn't sure, then what the hell will make her sure? 
She asked me to give her time and I told her no. I told her I'm not going to keep wasting my time and love if she's going to keep saying no. I told her I can't do this anymore. She began begging me not to leave and said, fine, I'll marry you. Just please don't go. That made me mad, but I didn't say anything. I left. My phone has been blowing up with some of our friends, her parents, and her telling me that I'm an asshole for throwing away a four-year relationship because she said no and that I was being a big baby. She just needs some time. The other half of our friends aren't on my side, and they're not on hers either. I don't think I'm an asshole for this. Did I overreact? Am I an asshole? If so, how much more time am I supposed to give her? Edit. We are both 29 years old. Edit 2. The second proposal wasn't done in front of my friends. It just helped me plan it and stuff. It was just her and I. Edit 3. We had discussed marriage shortly before I proposed the first time. She was into it and even told me that she couldn't see herself with anyone else. She seemed eager about the idea of marriage, which is why I was shocked the first time and then angry the second time. Now, my initial thoughts while I was reading this, I was just sort of thinking, has there been any sort of conversation like in between the first proposal and the second proposal, trying to find out what the underlying issues of not wanting to get married the first time? Yeah, she says she wants to work on herself or whatever. But what does that mean? Like I always say, I think it's always very, very easy for me to say sat here, but I kind of feel like there should have been a conversation in between this period where you're getting to the point that you do want to be married together and potentially discuss whatever those issues were the first time around. If that makes any sense, my head's hurting thinking about it. But Honey White says not the arsehole. My first instinct is that she knows she doesn't want to be married to you, but is afraid of being alone. If you had used a threat of a breakup to coerce her into agreeing, I'd say you were wrong, but it sounds like this is a deal breaker for you. If she's not ready after four years, she's not likely to be ready in the fifth either. Equivalent cry says not the asshole. Four years is plenty of time. You're perfectly right to move on. She cannot expect you to wait for her forever. She hasn't even given you a legitimate excuse as to why she can't. And Graceful Reaper replies that and says, yeah, there's something she is not saying. It can be very mature to look at yourself critically and say, I'm not ready for marriage but then you have to be able to say why. Does she have any doubts because of X, Y, or Z? Does she feel like she needs to work on communication skills? Is there something about OP that she has trouble with? Just telling him I need time with no further explanation is unfair. Green Goddess says not the arsehole. If she wants to get married, she'd get engaged and have a long engagement. People do it all the time. I was in the no kids, not getting married category. The second I started talking to my now husband, knew he was different and he'd be in my life forever in my mind it was life partners and i got pregnant shortly after then four years in he proposed i was shocked then we didn't get married until three years later sounds like you're ready to settle down and she is not it's painful but you guys can love each other and not be in love Euler says not the asshole if after four years she's not ready to marry you then i doubt she wants to when she asked for time after the proposal, she should have explained everything and said why she needed time, in depth. You clearly were ready for marriage and wanted to take that step. After four years, that's completely reasonable. Move on and find someone more compatible with you. In fact, she changed her mind about it after you left and then had friends and family messaging you and insulting you just means you dodged a massive burden by not actually marrying her. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Maybe you have a completely different opinion on the matter. 
Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And our next story comes from Acrobatic Bug 5295 and says, Am I the asshole for telling my best friend I won't go to a wedding? Throwaway account. My female 24, best friend, female 22, is getting married in just under three weeks. I was supposed to be a bridesmaid and I've been excited for the wedding since before the engagement. I knew her partner was going to propose. I've helped with making decisions on the wedding, helped with the Hindu bachelorette party, and bought my bridesmaid's dress and booked my hotel. I love them as a couple, and they're both my bestest friends. I've been with my boyfriend, male 24, for two and a half years, and I've known him and his family for 10 years. When we first became a couple, he told me that his dad had terminal lung cancer. Three months ago, we found out that the cancer had spread to his brain, and he was given three months to live. Over that time, his health started to decline slowly and then suddenly over the last month. Due to all of this, we had to miss the Hindu, as we would have to be away for a few days, but we didn't want to leave my partner's dad. My best friend and I live two hours apart, and we don't drive. Trains are expensive and take even longer than driving, so last-minute rush from the Hindu to his dad would be near impossible if anything was to happen. We are now at the end of his dad's prognosis, and he is currently in the last stages of death. A few days ago, my best friend demanded an answer on if we would be at the wedding or not. Up until then, we believed we would have been able to attend, but now we are unsure what will happen. As she demanded an answer, as she demanded an answer since she didn't want us to cancel last minute, we decided to decline attending as we didn't want to leave it to the day before. Despite us being heartbroken, we won't be there. A few weeks ago, my friend said to make my boyfriend's dad the priority over the wedding day. She clearly changed her mind as in response to my message explaining our choice, she only screenshotted it and then instantly kicked me from the bridesmaid group chat. Then she ignored me for the following few days. When she finally responded, she said that she understood why my partner wasn't attending but didn't understand why I wasn't. And she was devastated and angry over the choice. I explained that I refused to leave my partner alone during one of the hardest things he'll experience. 
Plus, his dad also means a lot to me as I went no contact with my dad two years ago. And since then, my boyfriend's dad has basically stepped up and been a father figure to me. So I want to be there for him too. I'm also disabled and haven't traveled alone overnight since 2019. She's still really upset and angry and is ignoring me once again. She had said that a few people in her life were on her side, yet people in my life understand my point of view and are upset and shocked with her. So I'm confused. Am I the arsehole? Edit just to answer some things. I'm disabled and in a wheelchair slash scooter, so I do not have the help or extra arms to bring my things and transport myself alone. She had said that if this was reversed, she would attend the wedding. I told her I could have tried and gone just a day, but she really needed an answer there and then. I would have found a way to do it if she wanted a set response. I can understand the bride being upset that their friend isn't at the wedding. Of course, it'd be sad to, to not have them with you, but that, that comment in the edit really pissed me off for some reason where it said she had said that if it was reversed she would attend the wedding bollocks you're being an incredibly supportive partner in like you said is very likely to be one of the toughest moments of your husband's life i can honestly say if i was like the bride or whoever in this story and like best friend comes up to you and says look i'm not going to be able to attend your wedding because of this be absolutely please do what you need to do take time for yourself and let me know if there's any way that I can support you during it. I find it pretty weird that for someone who's about to get married, that they're, that they're angry at someone who's being supportive to their partner. Bullshit. But let's check out a couple of comments to see what they say. So, Hot Wind says, not the arsehole. You're there supporting your partner. This may be the last few moments you both get to see your boyfriend's dad. I'm so sorry to the pair of you for your loss. The bride, however, has a right to be upset as one of her best friends isn't there, but her actions have been blown out of the water. Chain Viz says not the arsehole, this person is not your friend. A real friend would understand the situation and wouldn't expect you to ditch your boyfriend and his family when his father is dying for whatever reason. Bucky Eyes replies to that and says, hard to say, people get weirdly emotional and dramatic about their weddings. She may calm down and come to the realization afterwards. She's also 22 and has plenty of room for growth and maturity. This reads to me like someone who is very much into the idea of their perfect wedding day. Naturally, their best friend is part of what they picture for their perfect day. A friend not being there shatters that perfect perspective. It's no longer perfect and that is upsetting to her. People really fantasize about what their wedding will be like for years. I wish it wasn't so common to have it framed in such a way. It's not about the wedding. The wedding is just a celebration slash party. It's really about the marriage, which is long term. D Cookie says no one's an asshole here. This is simply bad timing that no one can do anything about. I can understand why you don't want to leave your boyfriend alone, but also your friend is not wrong for wanting you there. Try attending her wedding alone if possible, but if you can't, you also have to understand that your friendship will be greatly affected by this. And there wasn't many, but I just tried to find if there was any other comments from the opposite side of things. So someone said no one's an asshole here. She has every right to be pissed. If he died right before the wedding or there was a funeral day, you would not be the asshole. But in this circumstance, you have abandoned your friend at an important time for months to support your boyfriend and she is justified in being upset for being treated with zero priority. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love your support your time 
is always super, super appreciated. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love.